Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome once again. It's great to have you. It is the Throwback League, and today it's a six seed against an 11 in the brackets. The six seed is the 77 LA Dodgers. They'll be hosting the 11 seed, the 96 Yankees, here in Chavez Ravine. Josh Lewin with you. So glad you found this thing. The Throwback League is what we're calling it, and it really is a cool trip down memory lane. I was eight years old myself in 1977. I remember those timing sort of Dodger teams very fondly, but to be honest, was not a fan of the 96 Yankees. I was working then as a pre- and post-game host for the Orioles, and the Yankees were the electric fence that kept zapping the O's that year. Regular season, postseason, Jeffrey Mayer in the right field stands. But credit to a heck of a ball club that won 92 games and the franchise's first World Series since 1978. Anyway, here's how this thing goes if you're just now finding us. Every Monday now till the middle of January 2021, we play one game of this 48-team tournament. We've already played one. This is number two. We've got four quadrants of 12 teams seated just like March Madness, one through 12 for our purposes in each bracket. The one seeds through the eight seeds are all World Series champions between 1974 and 2005. The nine through 12s are the best remaining pennant winners from during that time. We run a simulation of the matchup on the whatifsports.com algorithm. Their website is phenomenal, by the way. I take the box score, I go into a studio like it's the 1930s, and I do a radio recreation of the result. No outcome predetermined. Whatever happens, happens. And you can track the brackets online at our website, thethrowbackleague.com. We invite you to help us start a little community here. Subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends that this thing exists so we can all have fun comparing notes and walking down memory lane together and talking trash about who was better than whom. In that manner, today, we ask who would win a one-game playoff, the core 496 Yankees or the Lasorda-led 77 LA Dodgers. With that, let's get inside this matchup a little bit. The winner moves on to face the three seed in this region. That's the 4 Red Sox of Manny Ramirez and David Ortiz. Last week, we did hear the 74 A's rallying past the 92 Braves. As for this one, let's start with the visitors. The 11th seed in this region, the 1996 Yankees, managed by Joe Torre, Bob Watson, the GM, for the boss, George Steinbrenner. They wiped out the Rangers three games to one in the ALDS. They used some of that Jeffrey Mayer magic to beat the Orioles in the ALCS. Won the World Series over Atlanta, despite falling behind two games to none. It was their 23rd World Series title at the time, their first since 78, which is why you saw, for example, Wade Boggs riding a police horse around the outfield once they wrapped it up. It was an active offseason 
for the Yankees. They made a ton of moves heading in. Russ Davis and Sterling Hitchcock traded away for Tino Martinez, Jeff Nelson, and Jim Desir. We're going to hear from Jeff Nelson in just a little bit, by the way. But uh, that trade cleared the way for Wade Bonds instead of the young Russ Davis in third, the perennial prospect who never did bloom on the vine. They brought in Mariano Duncan, David Cohn. They traded for Tim Raines. Doc Gooden came in. In season, on the 4th of July, George Steinbrenner's birthday, Daryl Strawberry purchased from the St. Paul Saints of the Independent Leagues. Ruben Sierra came, uh, or actually went away for Big Cess, for Big Daddy. Cecil Fielder came aboard. Luis Soho came in off waivers from Seattle. They grabbed Pat Listash and Graham Lloyd, Charlie Hayes in August. That is called gunning the engine a bit in pursuit of that World Series parade. And remember, the Yankees had been good enough to win in 94, but then the strike wiped out the season. In 95, they were up 2-0 in the division series, lost three straight at the Kingdom. Buck Showalter out, Torrey in, Don Mattingly's back gave out, he retired. Randy Villardi left, Mike Stanley left. They were kind of left to lean on their rookie shortstop, Derek Jeter, to pump them up. And the veterans like Boggs, O'Neill, Martinez, and eventually Strawberry, Fielder, and Reigns. Big names for sure. Torrey, uh, you might know, played 2,000 games in the majors, never won at all. He managed 2,000 games, had never won at all. That's why the tabloid headline Clueless Joe appeared the day after he got hired. Whoops. Don Zimmer, as the bench coach, was along to help. It would all work out just fine. So, let's meet today's Yankees lineup, and since it's 1996, what else could we possibly use as background music? Wondering whatever happened to Los Del Rey. Leading off, it is the shortstop Derek Jeter, 22 years old. He turned that summer rookie of the year. Then a string of lefties in the lineup. It'll be Wade Boggs at third, Paul O'Neill in right. That's a little bit of age after the 22-year-old thing. Boggs is 38, O'Neill turning 33. Tino Martinez is the first baseman. Bernie Williams a switch hitter at 305 this year. Then Strawberry, left-hand batter, of course. We're going to put him in left field for this game. Mariano Duncan, the second baseman, another veteran brought in, 33 years old. Joe Girardi, veteran catcher, brought in to replace Stanley. Andy Pettit, pitching and batting ninth. This is a National League ballpark. There is no DH. So, that's the visitors. Let's meet the home team. The 1977 Dodgers were working with a new manager, Tommy Lasorda, and our pregame throwback league commentator, John Miller, former voice of Sunday Night Baseball on ESPN, weighs in on what he remembers about that team. The 77 Dodgers, the first year for Tommy Lasorda as a big league manager, uh, they became the first team in history to have f four hitters with 30 or more home runs. Now, Dusty Baker, who'd always been a very good hitter, starting in Atlanta uh, in, in the shadow of uh, Henry Aaron, Dusty was on deck when Henry Aaron hit number 715 to pass Babe Ruth. And Dusty was a guy who hit, hit 21, 22, 23 home runs. But they were all hitting home runs that year, and it was a great hitter's year, 77, keep in mind. And it also came to Dusty, he was the last guy to reach 30 home runs. And he said that was the most pressure he ever felt in his major league career that they set a record if he could get to 30. And he said, as most people who've been around the game any time at all know, if you are starting to try and hit home runs, then you just don't hit them. So he said that was the greatest relief of his career when he finally hit number 30, becoming the, the, the fourth guy on the team to do it. Thank you, John. And indeed, the Dodgers entered the 77 regular season in first place in the NL West, led by those four 30 home run hitters that had never happened before in Dodger history, Brooklyn or L.A. They beat the Phillies in the NLCS. 
and they got Reggie Jackson to death in the World Series. Let's get you Tommy Lasorda's batting order. He's bringing out that lineup card right now in that blue satin warm-up jacket. It's going to be Davey Lopes leading off at second base, Ron Say at third, Reggie Smith, the switch hitting and power hitting right fielder. Dusty Baker's in left, Steve Garvey, Gold Glover at first, Steve Yeager the catcher, Bill Russell the shortstop, had the, the walk-off single to put him in the 77 World Series because the uh, NLCS game four, that was there for the taking. He won it with a single to center field. Al Michaels had said on the TV broadcast, Dodgers have the pennant at second base. And sure enough, that was Ron Say who came in to score that winning run. Rick Monday is the center fielder, and Tommy John is pitching and batting number nine. All those guys facing Andy Pettit, who, like Tommy John, is a lefty. Like Tommy John, a winner of close to 300 Major League ball games. But right now it's the Terre Haute, Indiana native Tommy John finishing his warm-up throws. Tommy's a soft-tossing sinker baller who gets a lot of ground outs. And we'll get into the surgical procedure that now bears his name, but... In 140, now 280 characters, he did go on to pitch 14 more seasons after that surgery, winning 164 more games, one fewer than all-time Dodger great Sandy Koufax won his entire career. 26 years in the majors overall, only Nolan Ryan made it to 27. It was in 1986 when rookie Mark McGuire had a couple of hits off, and that's when Tommy John first hinted that he was towards the end of the road. But it turns out McGuire's father was Tommy John's dentist. And Tommy John said that day, when your dentist's kid starts hitting you, it is probably time to retire. But Tommy John went on to pitch three more seasons after he said that until the age of 46. Got a guy who's 21 turning 22 stepping into the batter's boxes. We are set to go now here at Dodger Stadium. And this place, as always, just hums with excitement. Late arriving crowd, but those that are here, absolutely happy to be here to... See what's going to happen between the 96 Yankees and the 77 Dodgers. Beautiful afternoon. And not quite yet are the shadows falling, but they will. Derek Jeter, the kid from Kalamazoo, Michigan, has come a long way quickly. He takes a strike right at the knees. Run away, it's nothing in one. Now, Jeter made 56 errors his first year at minor league ball. And some people were saying, why did they pop this guy at number six in the draft instead of Preston Wilson or Michael Tucker? Next pitch outside, it's one ball, one strike. Those guys were drafted as shortstops as well, believe it or not. And there were some who wanted the Yankees to take the pitcher Pete Janicki out of UCLA. Pitch from Tommy John is high, two and one. Janicki went two picks later to the Angels, never played a game in the majors, but that's okay. The Yankees have their UCLA pitcher now in Garrett Cole. Tommy John looking in, Steve Yeager hangs his sign. Now the wind-up from Tommy in the pitch. Scrapes the outside corner, called a strike two and two. Unanimous Rookie of the Year, Derek Jeter this year. 314 a hitter, 10 home runs, 78 runs batted in. First big league home run was hit opening day in snowy Cleveland. Here's the 2-2. It's a chop ball towards second base. Damian Lopes, a couple steps to his right field. He throws to first, he got him. There's one away. It brings up Wade Bonds. Bonds, a 3-11 batter this year. Only two home runs, but that's not his thing. Always been a doubles guy. Very seldom strikes out. 32 times this year and 574 trips to the plate. 
And the first delivery, that's low, 1-0. Sinkers early from Tommy John, not a surprise. And Wade Boggs, same on base percentage as slugging percentage this year. That's very rare, 389 both ways. As the 1-0 is in the dirt, 2-0. I think the first thing you notice with Boggs is the Yankee, no mustache. The no facial hair policy for the Yankees. 2-0 is low, three balls, no strikes. They've got a lot of things on their no list with the Yankees. No pickup basketball. Aaron Boone violated that one. It led to an amazing domino effect. But the Yankees list of following. No skydiving, rodeo, hang gliding, boxing, pole vaulting, bowling, billiards, ping pong. Log rolling, dart throwing, and cover your ears, Braves pitchers, if you're listening. No golf. That's all what George Steinbrenner has in the manifest. As a 2-0 is outside. Three balls, no strikes. No score just underway between the 96 Yankees and the 77 Dodgers. Wade Boggs, left-hand batter up there. His career 328 batting average, one of the top 30 of all time. 3-0 pitch adds a strike in the knees, 3-1. 3,010 hits for Bonds at the end of his career, including the home run for number 3,000 that led to him smooching home plate in his hometown of Tampa, St. Pete. Here's the kick, the 3-1 from John, a sinker low, ball four. So the first base runner of the game, Wade Bonds, not a base-stealing threat, and he's aboard for Paul O'Neill, hitting 302, 19 homers, 91 runs batted in. And a discerning eye, just like Bob's. 102 walks this year, only 76 strikeouts. Paul O'Neill, who always looks mad up there. He clips one foul up the first baseline. Nothing in one. Jose Cardinal watching that ball just skim on by him, going on down towards the right field corner. Willie Randolph, the third base coach, by the way, for the Yankees. And Paul O'Neill in the middle of a 17-year Major League career. Five-time World Series champion, five-time All-Star. Boggs a safe lead at first. 0-1 pitch in the dirt. One of those Tommy John sinkers, it's 1-1. One one. He'll get you to hit into a lot of double plays. Paul O'Neill called the heart and soul of this team. George Steinbrenner's labeled him as a warrior. And that's about right. Waving that bat back and forth. Now comes to a set position, and so does Tommy John. Runner away from first. Here's the pitch. Swing. It's right to the right field. That's towards the gap. That's going to hit right up the alley and a chance to score a run. Reggie Smith goes and picks it up, flings it in. Here comes the runner. Wade Boggs is past third. And again, relay throw. The Yankers too late. Sliding in with the first run of the game is Wade Boggs. Didn't kiss home plate this time, just touched it with his cleat. And the Yankees have a 1-0 lead on the lefty Tommy John. Nice piece of hitting by Paul O'Neill. Picked out a fastball, whacked it into the gap in right center. Lefty on lefty crime. Brings up another lefty, now Tino Martinez. 292 hitter. 25 homers, 117 runs batted in. Trying to fill those big shoes of Don Mattingly. And Martinez heard the boos from Yankee fans when he struggled early, no doubt. But he won him over, probably with a 15th inning grand slam in Baltimore is where it started. 
And these Yankees will eventually win the division by four against the Orioles. And see him in that division series as a wild card. O'Neill the lead from second. Here's a pitch to Tino Martinez. It's low. One ball, no strikes. All right, let's get into that Tommy John surgery story. Might as well. Happened in September of 74. And you know, one out of every three current Major League pitchers has had this surgery now at some point in their career. It's amazing. But Tommy John went first. Dr. Frank Job gave him a 5% chance of being able to resume his career. Now the success rate for the surgery stands at over 90%. John stepping off, he looks back at O'Neill at second. That surgery, you might know, replaces the stabilizing ligament in the elbow with another tendon from a wrist or ankle or hamstring. Reconstruction of the ulnar collateral ligament is a mouthful. Tommy John's surgery rolls off the tongue pretty nicely. The pitch to Tino Martinez is a strike at the knees. 1-0, Yankees on top. You know, Dr. Job never trademarked that procedure. In fact, he openly taught it to surgeons around the country. And the actual Tommy John, 288 career regular season wins. Seventh highest ever among lefties in Major League history. Here's an ex-delivery to fellow lefty Martinez. Liner to block and second base over both to Lopes. David Lopes didn't have to move at all. Almost hit him in the chest. And O'Neill scrambling back to second base. Bernie Williams comes up. They'll probably pitch to him very carefully. Got a lefty on deck and Daryl Strawberry. Bernie, of course, is a switch hitter. But just real quick on Tommy John. You know, you think of how many careers... The procedure has saved. David Wells, 230 wins since he had the operation. Mariano Rivera, John Smoltz. And you wonder, what if Tommy John's surgery had been around for a guy like Steve Busby? He was shut down after 1973. Easily could have been fixed up with that surgery. Busby was coming off two no-hitters when his career came to that early end. It's kind of sad. Tommy John, normally not a guy who struggles with his control, but again, he should pitch carefully here to Bernie Williams at figure. And sure enough, first pitch is outside. It's 1-0. Bernie Williams, wearing that 51 on his back, a 305 batter this year, 29 home runs, 102 batted in. Long recognized as a good player who could be great. As a 1-0 is outside again, 2-0. Reggie Jackson said in spring training, we'd see the real Bernie Williams here in 96, and he was right. 11 more home runs in the year before, 20 more runs batted in. O'Neill the lead from second, 2-0 is outside. Three balls, no strikes now. Of course, Bernie Williams plays a fine center field, too. And speaking of Yankee center fielders, 1996, the year that Mickey Mantle's monument went up in Monument Park, Billy Crystal was the MC. He said, like so many of us, I wanted to be Mickey Mantle. When I was nine years old, I walked with a limp. When I was part mitzvah, I spoke with an Oklahoma drawl. <laughs> Today, I am a man. <laughs> 3-0. That is also outside ball four. So, somewhat predictably, pitching carefully to Bernie Williams makes it two on, two out. And up comes Gerald Strawberry. Big, dangerous lefty, hit 262 once he came in from the St. Paul Saints, where he'd hit 18 home runs in 29 games. Enough to convince Mr. Steinbrenner to take a flyer on the former Met and Dodger. 
bought out of the way station up there in Minnesota, a team owned by Mike Beck and Bill Murray. Two on, two out, first pitch. That is a strike. Change up at the knees, nothing in one. But just a couple weeks after he signed this summer, Strawberry had a huge series in Baltimore, established he would indeed be a factor throughout the summer. Clips one foul here on the third baseline. And he's behind 0-2 with two on. Strawberry hit a home run off Arthur Rhodes in Baltimore that went 444 feet. And by August, he had a stretch of five homers in two games. So one point channeling Reggie Jackson, he had three and three ABs. Strawberry, who has mostly DH'd for the Yankees here. Tim Raines has played a lot of left, and Strawberry is there here. Two on, two out. And the two-strike pitch. Swing and a miss. He changed the changeup. Down in the dirt. And that will end the inning. But the Yankees grab the lead. One to nothing. And it's our pleasure right now to tell you about our first sponsor in between these half innings now. We get from the top of the first to the bottom of the first. And it's courtesy of our good buddies at Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf. These guys have locations mostly in Southern California. If you're a Dodger fan listening to this one, you know all about Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf. Orange County, all the way up past Ventura, wherever you want to go in the Southern California market, you're going to find Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf. It is good stuff. And what they want you to know is since 1963, they've been bringing you the finest coffees and teas from around the world with responsibly sourced ingredients, handcrafted coffees and teas. The coffee bean and tea leaf is an experience like no other. And now, available for a limited time, try their new Dolce de Leche Latte, or world-famous ice blended. Can't go wrong with whatever you order at Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf. All right, let's get you now to the bottom of the first inning. The 77 LA Dodgers trailing one to nothing. And these 77 Dodgers weren't nearly as busy in their offseason as the 96 Yankees were. Of course, free agency was just beginning in the mid-70s. But the biggest move the Dodgers made, they traded Bill Buckner, Evanda Jesus to the Cubs. They brought in Rick Monday and Mike Garman. So here they are against Andy Pettit. Forcing fastball, a great cutter, a curveball sinker, changeup to right. He's got a slider. That uh, 84 to 88 mile an hour cutter with that good inside break to the righties. He gets a lot of ground ball outs and double plays, just like Tommy John. He's learning from all the veterans around him. Fellow Texan Jimmy Key, another lefties in this rotation. Kenny Rogers, David Cohn, Dot Gooden. 18-year career in the majors, 44 postseason starts. That is a ton. He won 19 of those, lost only 11 at 14 no decisions. By the way, Tommy John, the most no decisions in modern major league history. Just thought you should know that. But uh, Andy Pettit, who played in eight World Series, got to be in a victory parade five of those eight times. And he led the team with 162 strikeouts. That's it. Dot Gooden, not really Dot Gooden anymore. Had 126 in 171 innings. Got soft tossers, right? You got Jimmy Key and Kenny Rogers in the rotation. David Cohn was hurt for a while this year. Second on the team in strikeouts for the Yankees this year. Their setup man, young Mariano Rivera, 130 strikeouts in 108 innings. And he will take over, of course, for John Wetland soon enough in that role. But only one home run allowed in 108 innings. That was in June to Rocky Palmero at Yankee Stadium. So, yeah, it's not yet time to take over for Wetland, but it, it's getting close. He's about to have 43 saves next year. He had five this year. Anyway, 
Right now, it's pitted against Lopes. Davey Lopes will step in there wearing number 15 on his back. Right-hand batter with a lot of speed. He'll later play for the A's, the Cubs, the Astros. He'll manage the Brewers for parts of three years as well. Pitch to him is outside. It's 1-0. Davey Lopes, originally from New England. He's from East Providence, Rhode Island. Not just a speed guy. Once had a 28-home run season, in fact. 1-0 is right down the chute. One ball, one strike to count. Four-time All-Star, two-time World Series champion, a couple stolen base titles, even a gold glove at second base. 1-1 delivery to him. A little dribbler in at the middle. That's through for a base hit. Right in between Jeter and Duncan. And that'll bring up Ron Say. We'll set the rest of that infield for you. It's Boggs at third, Tino Martinez at first. Strawberry, Williams, O'Neill in the outfield. Joe Girardi's the catcher. As Ron Say, the Penguin, waddles in. Showing a lot of loose stirrup. And then number 10 on his uniform. 241 batter this year. He's one of the many with the 30 home runs. 30 on the button. And 110 runs batted in. A toss to first and Lopes is back. Four 30 home run hitters, but no one with 30 doubles on the Dodgers. That's kind of crazy. Another throw to first and Lopes back on his belly. They got the four guys with 30. They've got a few players in the teams, a bunch of guys with four or five home runs, but they've got nobody with totals between 16 and 30. Very all or nothing on this team. Another throw to first, Davey Lopes is back. And, you know, Andy Pettit has a wonderful pickoff move. Got to be very careful. 98 career pickoffs against a guy who's got 557 steals in his major league career. 38 in a row at one point without getting caught. Say still waiting on a pitch. Here it comes. It's a strike and Lopes is going. Here's a throw down from Joe Girardi. It's not in time. Davey Lopes has it stolen. And that time man at second base. Yankees ahead 1-0 in the bottom of the first. However, Davey Lopes has just taken second base. He had a feeling he might be going at some point, and he went reasonably early. Ron Say, who had the big NLCS Grand Slam in game one off. Steve Carlton hit it to left field over the head of Greg Luzinski. Tacoma, Washington native. Owner of 316 career home runs in the regular season, a handful in the postseason, too. Lopes the lead from second. And the pitch coming, it's in the dirt to Ron Say, one and one. Say had a scare in the 81 World Series, got hit in the head by a Goose Gossage fastball. Ended up being co-MVP of that World Series with Steve Yeager and Pedro Guerrero. Co-co-MVP. 1-0, 96 Yankees have the lead. Andy Pettit matched up against Tommy John right now facing the Penguin, Ron Say. Here's the kick in the 1-1 pitch. Swing, built it. Deep in the left field. This ball taking off. This ball is going to go. It's a home run. Ron Say, 2-1 home run. The Dodgers on top now. It's 2-1. We were just talking about the grand slam he hit to left off Steve Carlton here. And that scoreboard 
Shaquille Pavilion and saying, wow, W-O-W, with an exclamation point. Three exclamation points. That's what passes for fancy scoreboarding here at Dodger Stadium. Fans are digging it. Ron Say has made it 2-1. to one. It brings up Reggie Smith. Switch hitter wears number 8, 307 batter, 32 home runs. Paul O'Neill-like numbers when it comes to walks and strikeouts. 104 versus 76 for Reggie Smith. O'Neill, 102 versus 76. Andy Pettit looking in and fires a strike. Right down the middle, it's nothing in one. 24-year-old Andy Pettit. Grew up in Deer Park, Texas. And facing a man from Shreveport, Louisiana. Reggie Smith broke in way back in 1966 with the Red Sox. Takes outside here. It's one and one. Reggie known for his tremendous throwing arm. He'll end up moving on from the Dodgers to the Giants to Japan, where he also played for the Giants, is in the Yamayuri Giants. 1-1 one, one fastball floats high, 2-1. Reggie Smith, a career 287 hitter in the big league, still active in baseball to this day, runs an academy in Encino. Here's a leg kick, and the 2-1, it's low. Three balls, one strike. Got a strong bench for the Dodgers, we should mention. Boog Powell's on it this year. Manny Moda, Lee Lacey available. Of course, the Yankees have a great bench in this one, too. Cecil Fielder, Jim Lairitz, Gerald Williams, if they want him. 3-1 on its way, and that is outside. It's ball four. So with a 2-1 lead, the Dodgers reloading here. They get a, a runner on, and there's still nobody out in the inning. It brings up Dusty Baker. Dusty, the NLCS MVP against the Phillies. We mentioned the grand slam that Ron Say had in that series. Well, Baker had one, too, off Jim Longboard. Baker coiled like a cobra, holding his bat high. And the pitch to him is inside. It's 1-0. Wristband-wearing, toothpick-chewing Dusty Baker. Certainly has a talent for breeding confidence in his fellow teammates. Takes in the dirt here, 1-1. One I think you can see Dusty Baker as a manager someday. Some of his teammates call him Dr. Scald for his wicked line drives. Love that. 1-1 one, one pitches low, 2-1. John Baker is his real name, by the way, but as a kid he played in the dirt a lot under the apricot and pear trees in his neighborhood. His mom started calling him Dusty, and it stuck. Pettit with a quick look over at Reggie Smith and the 2-1 to Baker in the dirt. Three balls, one strike. Smith not likely to run. Seven steals this year. You know, at various points in Dusty Baker's career, he had some wheels. One of just eight players since World War I who have stolen second, third, and home in a single inning. Did that as a San Francisco Giant late in his career against the Reds. 3-1 is poured right down the middle. He took it. It's 3-2. Braves, 26th round pick in 67, Dusty Baker. Dusty's dad had told all the scouts, don't bother. He's not signing. But he got his mom's permission, <laughs> and he signed. 
Dodger Stadium is where Dusty tried out for the Atlanta Braves. He eventually signed with him. He borrowed the bat of Felipe Alou to take batting practice, he says. And the rest is history. On three and two, Reggie Smith not running. Here it comes. Called third strike. Oh, Dusty Baker didn't like it. It was near the outside corner. Dusty Baker shaking his head as he walks away. That is the first out registered by Andy Pettit. Two to one. The Dodgers have the lead now on the Yankees. 77 Dodgers against the 96 Yankees. And the batter is Steve Garvey. Wearing number six on his back, 297 batter. He was part of that 30 home run brigade. He had 33 of them. Once played in 1,207 games in a row. National League record. That streak ending when he got tagged out by a pitcher at home plate, Pasquale Perez. Reggie Smith, a safe lead again at first. Pettit with that great pickoff move. Here's the pitch. And it's clipped foul. Right back to the net, nothing in one. Garvey, nearly 2,600 big league hits. Frequent good-natured target of Johnny Carson on The Tonight Show on late-night TV. There was an accident at the toy store today. Steve and Cindy Garvey were walking through the aisle. They were mistaken for Ken and Barbie and forcibly gift-wrapped. <laughs> that was comedy in 1977, folks. I'm not even kidding. Next delivery, that's low in the dirt. Two balls, one strike. Steve Garvey, one-time spring training bat boy for the Dodgers, having grown up in Tampa. Also was used a few times by the Yankees and Tigers. Pettit winds and brings it, swinging a pop-up. That'll sail into short left field. On four without an issue is Daryl Strawberry, and he puts it away quite easily. Two down. That's going to bring up Steve Yeager, the 77 Dodgers leading two to one. Yeager, a 256 batter. 16 home runs. Cousin of the pilot, Chuck Yeager. Yes, and how about this? L.A. Mayor Tom Bradley was the best man at his wedding to local rock musician Gloria Gione. Figured that nugget beats, and he played for the Mariners at the end of his career. But pitch comes, and that sails right down the heart of the plate, nothing in one. Yeager, not much of a home run hitter unless he's facing Ken Forsh. For some reason, no more than two home runs against any other pitcher he's ever faced. He hit five off of Forsh. Here's a leg kick from Pettit, and the pitch. Swing right up towards third, but caught. Wade Boggs, ranging just a little bit towards the line, reels it in, and that retires the side. But the 77 Dodgers having grabbed the lead, our score is 2-1, to one, taking on the 96 Yankees and a chance to catch up with one of the 96 Yankees. Our pleasure to welcome in Jeff Nelson, who came over in the offseason, came from a Seattle team that had just beaten the Yankees the year before. Let's get some insight from the great Jeff Nelson. Well, this is Tory's first year back because he never really had a lot of success as a manager. Uh, he went in the booth a little bit, and all of a sudden he becomes the manager of the Yankees. This was Derek Jeter's first year. Uh, nobody really knew much about him except a little bit that he was called up in 95. He's in Mariano Rivera. I mean, I remember Mariano Rivera in 95, and uh, Buck Showalter didn't pitch him in crucial situations. And I remember some of our hitters of the Mariners says, thank God he didn't pitch or we may have lost 
that series, and they would have gone on to play Cleveland. But he wound up being a significant role in the bullpen, setting up uh, John Wetland along with myself and a few others down down the uh, down the Yankee bullpen. And then Andy Pettit, he saw, I remember going to New York and Andy Pettit starting, and it was like snowing. It was absolutely freezing cold. But we had it was it, we had a team that you know. Back then, everybody played each other the same amount of time, so we knew each other. I knew them. I knew the Yankees. I knew Paul O'Neill and Rufus Hare, Derek Jeter, Bernie Williams. Uh, you can go on down on the line. Tino and I played together every single year since 1989, every single level going through the Yankees and then getting – I mean, the Mariners and then getting traded over to New York. Uh, it just was one of those teams that – I think they had a little chip on their shoulder, a lot of them, from not going any further in 95. And then all of a sudden the additions of getting myself and Tino, Mariano Rivera, becoming, uh, you know, his first full season. Uh, He would pitch two innings, have a couple days off. I mean, this guy was unbelievably dominant back there in 96. And obviously the main reason why, okay, hey, Wetland, you can go, and and Mariano's going to take over as the closer role. But we had such good starters. David Cohn. I mean, Doc Gooden was there. I mean, Doc Gooden. I remember Doc Gooden throwing a no hitter against Seattle in '96 in in New York. And I mean, he didn't have near the stuff that he had with the Mets. Uh, I remember once I got to be on the mound to clinch the division against the Brewers. I got Fernando uh, Vina to fly out to left field. Uh, it was just a special year for everyone because you know they went to the playoffs the year before. But then we went a little further, and then we kept going, and the expectation level in New York and having Joe Torre there, Don Zimmer, Stottlemyre, Willie Randolph, Chris Chambliss, you know, I mean, we had unbelievable coaches. Uh, it was everybody's first experience in a long time going to the World Series, and our backs were against the wall. I mean, we were down 0-2. We should have never beat the Braves. But, you know, we come back and win the next four, and Torre went to George Steinbrenner after we lost the first two, and he said, don't worry, we're going to win four in a row, and we wound up winning four in a row. All right, thank you, Nelly. Great stuff. Appreciate you stopping by to do that with us. This is a 2-1 ball game. We're going to give you the top of the second now, and then we'll do the, the move ahead to further action thing because podcasts are not supposed to take two and a half or three hours. They're just not. The Yankees will have the bottom third of the order up against Tommy John. That is Mariano Duncan, Joe Girardi, and Andy Pettit. Both these pitchers, by the way, they're okay swinging the bat. Tommy John does have five career home runs, and Pettit will get his chance to swing. But after Mariano Duncan, who's got comical walks to strikeout numbers throughout his career, he once went 220 at-bats deep into a season without a walk. Had a stretch where he had 87 strikeouts in between walks. (laughs) That is not money ball right there. First pitch to him, that is, well, (laughs) low for ball one. Bit of a surprise. This year, nine walks, 77 strikeouts. But he hit 340 this year in 110 games. Next delivery from Tommy John. That's a strike. Duncan taking over that. Randy Velarde, I'll play anywhere kind of role. Doing it at the age of 33. As the 1-1 hits the outside corner, it's 1-2. and two. Mariano Duncan, the man who coined the de facto catchphrase of the Yankees' summer of 96. We play today, we win today, that's it. That has been on t-shirts in the clubhouse for a while. 
Here's the 1-2. A swing and a pop-up towards third base. Lon Say getting under it. And he'll make the catch going just a little bit to his left. That sun might have been in his eyes a bit. A lot of these Dodgers have the eye black on. Not a bad idea on a bright, sunshiny day here in L.A. Not like there are a lot of cruddy days in L.A., but this one's got bright sunshine. Kind of glinting off that 76 logo, the blue and red logo up over that left field facade. The pavilion, they call it here at Dodger Stadium. Here comes Joe Girardi with one on, or excuse me, one out and nobody on. Girardi, 294 hitter, couple of home runs, and surprisingly 13 steals. That's more than Tim Raines had for the Yankees this year. Of course, Raines is now 36. First one, the swing popped up foul. It'll drift back this way towards the press box, nothing in one. Now, Yankee fans didn't really like Girardi at first. They were missing Mike Stanley in that much bigger bat. Of course, Girardi will eventually manage these Yankees long after George Steinbrenner had moved on from the boss's office. Pitch outside to him here from Tommy John, one and one. Not that Steinbrenner micromanaged, but did you know before every World Series home game, George Steinbrenner would personally walk through every restroom to make sure that they're clean. That is a true story. Next pitch low in the dirt, and Girardi toggles ahead here two and one. George Steinbrenner said his dad was the one that kind of drove him to strive for excellence. His dad was at the top of his class at MIT, part of the only national collegiate champion MIT ever had, track and field. His dad ran the hurdles. And now 50 years later, the other Steinbrenner makes his employees jump over them. Girardi swings here and goes in the left. That's a base hit. Right beyond Bill Russell, scooped up by Dusty Baker, who will steer it back in. It'll bring up Andy Pettit. And the tying man is on. 96 Yankees trailing the 77 Dodgers 2-1. Mentioned Baker in left. It's Monday in center. Reggie Smith in right with that great arm. And the familiar infield of Say, Russell, Lopes, and Garvey going from third to first. Steve Yeager, the catcher. Of course, he's got that specialized catcher's gear. Broken bat to the neck when he was in the on-deck circle. The wood pierced his esophagus a couple years ago. Needed surgery, so after that incident, Dodger trainer Bill Bueller invented and patented this device that hangs from the catcher's mask to protect his neck. So Jaeger's a guy that's charged with keeping Girardi close. Mentioned he's got 13 steals. And he petted up in a bunting of situation. And the pitch is low and gets away from Jaeger. How about that? Girardi scampers down to second base as a tying run, a wild pitch. And we'll see if Pettit is still asked to bunt now. He's ahead in the count, 1-0. Andy Pettit, the second-year starter, who's been unflappable. One in the snow opening day in Cleveland, despite his Texas upbringing. Taking here, and it's a strike, it's 1-1. One 21 wins overall, most by a Yankee lefty since Ron Guidry. And Pettit, like Guidry, actually originally from Louisiana. Pettit grew up in Texas, but both Pettit and Guidry share Cajun heritage. And both can strike you out with great breaking stuff, too. 1-1 one, one is a strike at the knees, 1-2 now. Pettit, Williams, Rivera, Jeter, they're all here now, the core four. 
Girardi pacing that lead from second. Bill Russell looking at him from short. Now the pitch from Tommy John taken. That's a call third strike. And it didn't get the bat off his shoulder. And it's going to be two down now with a runner at second base. And we go back to the top of the order for Derek Jeter. Rookie of the year unanimously. James Baldwin and Tony Clark, a distant second and third, respectively. With the runner at second, Tommy John winds and fires. Chop ball towards third. Easy play for Ron Say. Plays at third hop. Guns it across to Garvey. Inning over. So, we've played an inning and a half here at Dodger Stadium. It's the 77 Dodgers 2, the 96 Yankees 1. And as mentioned, we do that thing where we move ahead to further action. We're going to have to do that because otherwise we're going to be here for a real long time. The Dodgers would actually break this game open. This in the bottom of the second inning. They hit two home runs off Andy Pettit. The first of which came, believe it or not, from Tommy John. We mentioned he's got five career home runs. And in fact, here in the 77 season, he hit one. That was during a complete game two hitter against the Reds. He beat uh, Paul Moscow and hit the home run off of him. But yeah, Tommy John to make it 3-1. to one. Davey Lopes singled, and Pettit, probably a little bit concerned with Lopes trying to steal on him again, uh, he hung one to Ron Say, and he blasted it for his second home run in two innings. The Penguin to make it 5-1. to one. Reggie Smith would then homer in the fifth inning. That extended the lead to 6-1. to one. Pettit was out of there at that point. Brian Boringer came on. Mark Hutton, Jim Assier, Bob Wickman would eventually pitch in this game, too. As Tommy John ended up going seven innings, gave up six hits, two runs, three walks, six strikeouts. Elias Sosa and Mike Garman also pitched. The Yankees did get one run back in the top of the sixth. Burn, baby, burn. Ernie Williams did hit a home run to dead center as Rick Monday turned and saluted it like he would the flag. And at that point, a 6-2 lead for the Dodgers. Give you one more piece of action here before we wrap it up. And this is with Pettit still on the mound in the bottom of the sixth. Two on for Davey Lopes. And with Pettit really laboring, let's give you one last piece of play-by-play -play here. It is a 6-2 to two Dodger lead at this point, and they're trying to put it away. Rick Monday has singled in this inning. Tommy John then dropped down the sacrifice. So now you've got Monday at second, and Davey Lopes at the plate. Davey in this game already two for three. Had himself a season where he hit 283. Did hit 11 home runs, but of course the 47 stolen bases, the thing that really catches your attention about Davey Lopes. And the pitch from Andy Pettit, that steered right down the middle for a strike. It's nothing in one. Mentioned earlier, Davey Lopes managed in Milwaukee. And there was some controversy because he got all over Ricky Henderson, you might remember. Managing for the Brewers, Lopes very upset that Ricky had stolen second base in the seventh inning when Henderson's Padres were up by seven. As the pitch moves outside to him, it's one and one. Davey Lopes talking about the unwritten rule against showing up the opposing team. He was talking about how he was going to drill, have his pitchers drill Ricky Henderson next time. Ricky Henderson was actually removed from the game. Davey Lopes said after the game, somebody might not be as lenient as I was and drill the hitter that's next to him in the lineup. But, you know, the day after all that, the Elias Sports Bureau produced a list of the seven times in Davey Lopes' playing career that he, too, had stolen a base while his team was leading by seven runs or more.
Monday takes the lead from second. There's a wind in the pitch from Pettit. Swing and it's chopped into left center. That's a base hit. Here comes Monday. Can he beat the throw from a strawberry? He fires on one up. The tag. Not in time. Joe Cowardy swung around and could not tag. The runner coming in quite in time. Rick Monday is safe in a cloud of dust here. And the Dodgers open up the lead. It is now 7-2. That's going to be it for Andy Pettit. And that is going to be it for our live play-by-play, -play too. Mark Hutton had a rough time of it. He would go on to let Ron Say single. Big game for Ron Say. Reggie Smith walked. Dusty Baker, two RBI single. Steve Garvey followed with an RBI single. That ballooned the lead to 10-2. to two. Rather shockingly, I would have thought the 96 Yankees would have represented a little better. But it's 10 runs, 15 hits, no errors for the Dodgers. 2-7-0. and no for the visiting Yankees. So officially the sixth seed knocks off the 11th seed. And the Dodgers will move on to play the 2004 Boston Red Sox. That's going to be much later on in our process, by the way. We've got other games to come well before that. But in this one, it is uh, Andy Pettit taking the L, Tommy John getting the win. Tommy John part of that rotation with Sutton and Hooten and Roden and Rao. All those guys going between 212 and 240 innings for the year. Seven strong from Tommy John in this one. As again, the Dodgers knock off the Yankees 10-2. Next up in the Throwback League, and again, you can follow all this if you go to thethrowbackleague.com. Don't forget the the at the beginning. We've got an eight seed and a nine seed. We're going to stay in 1996 with the Braves. Yeah, the 96 Braves will take on the 06 Cardinals. Tony La Russa. I do believe. will join us to uh, preview that a little bit. Of course, we'll have John Miller on as well. But that one, you're going to hear starting on March the 2nd. That is the next time that uh, we have a Throwback League podcast dropping for you every Monday from here on in. We'll take you all the way through what is essentially our Super Bowl. It's going to be on January 4th of 2021. We'll see who gets there. we got to whittle down the field here. A lot of work to do. Many thanks to you for listening, and again, if you can download this thing, subscribe it, uh, subscribe to it, that is, tell all your friends about it, that would really help us out. This is a brand new idea, we're just starting to get the word out. Uh, if you want to reach out via the website, happy to do that, we'd love to develop a community here where we can all kind of hang out together and talk this thing through. But so far, we've got the 74 A's having beaten the 92 Braves. The 77 Dodgers beat the 96 Yankees. That's where we are so far. This is Josh Lewin. Really appreciate you guys. This is The Throwback League.